Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Nourished and Nurturing podcast. This is a podcast where we help support women through all the phases of motherhood. I'm Michelle, and I'm a mom of two, and I am a nutritional therapy practitioner, a Thai massage teacher, and I have a degree in business analytics. And I am talking today about postpartum nutrition. So I have my co-host, Hillary, with me that has done some of these postpartum episodes. Hi, Hillary. Hello. And we're talking to Anna, who is a personal trainer and focuses on women's health. Hi, Anna. Hey, ladies. Do you guys want to go ahead and give a quick introduction? Sure. Yeah. So my name is Hillary Bennett, and I am a nutritionist as well. I focus on prenatal and postpartum health. And in addition to that, I'm also a consultant and content creator for wellness brands. Um, my background is in business consulting. And so I've recently um, transitioned into um, business consulting for wellness brands in addition to my nutrition counseling. And I am the mom of a two-year-old boy. Nice. Hi, I am Anna. I live in Dallas, Texas with my husband, and we have a son who is 16 months old. I am a personal trainer. I own Equipping Strength, and um, I have my own home gym, so I work one-on-one with women of all ages and all fitness levels, but mostly moms. Um, I've worked with several pregnant and postpartum mamas, and after having my first baby last year and going through it myself, I've just been really passionate about helping women feel strong and equipped throughout their pregnancy and postpartum period. I just love that so much, and I'm so excited to talk about this. So my other piece of my about me, I have a four month old and I look about four or five months pregnant still. And usually I'm okay with that. I'm exclusively breastfeeding. I held on to some weight with my first pregnancy until I quit breastfeeding. So I'm just excited to talk about this, like building strength without judging our bodies. And it was actually really hard to find you, Anna. I was I was looking for people that had that message where it's like it's we can still take care of ourselves without trying to force a number on the scale. Um because I'll be honest, like once in a while I'm kind of like, oh I wish I was smaller. But usually I'm like, yeah, this is, you know, I'm supporting my my baby by feeding by feeding her and just all the things with being pregnant that I can be or later or, or not. But, um, so I'm just excited to talk about this, like this postpartum time and how we can approach our bodies. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so can you share a little more about your background around fitness and what, like why you wanted to focus on strength for women? Yeah, for sure. So I have a bachelor's degree in kinesiology and I'm certified through the National Strength and Conditioning Association. Um, I've worked in the fitness industry since about 2010. Um, I started training when I was in college and have always had just a passion for like women's health and fitness. Um, And I always knew one day that I wanted to start my own business, have my own gym or something along those lines. When I got into fitness, I was really big into just doing a lot of cardio and running and boot camp style workouts and basically just like burning calories. Like how many calories can I burn in this workout? And that was like my main focus. Um, In 2013, I was working as a trainer at a gym. That's actually where I met my husband. We were both trainers there. 
And when I met him, he really introduced me to just strength training and barbell training. Um, and so my focus really shift um, to focusing more on strength and um, seeing progress through my workouts and not just punishing myself for something that I ate or trying to look a certain way or burn so many calories. Um, so I kind of like ditched uh, my old way of training and thinking when it came to that. And I started being more intentional with my workouts and setting goals for myself in the gym and starting to see like progress there instead of focusing on just losing weight. Um, and so I really started to have a passion for helping other women get to this point and letting them know that they can exercise not to just look a certain way, but really feel a certain way and to feel strong and feel empowered. Um, and I think a lot of women, when they go into a gym setting, they just don't know what to do and they feel intimidated and they don't know, um, you know, they go for the treadmill or the elliptical or something because they just don't know how to lift weights and, you know, they don't feel that comfort there. So I've really been passionate about teaching women and empowering them um, to not be afraid to do that. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. And I, I actually kind of have a similar background that way. I was so into cardio and, um, I don't know, it's just really easy to get wrapped up in that world. And like you said, when you walk into a gym, it's the comfortable thing, right? Like you, you can figure out how to work it, but otherwise you don't want to kind of feel like you're not sure what you're doing. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So I guess with that, then I don't know where along the line you had your son, but can you talk a little bit about kind of your fitness journey being pregnant and then getting back into fitness? Yeah. So, um, when I was pregnant with my son, I, the first trimester was really rough on me. I had morning sickness, probably first half of pregnancy. It was just not, I didn't feel very well. So like I took probably a month off or not, you know, barely doing anything. And then I just tried to do what I could, but eventually I just got back into kind of doing what I was doing before. So I continued to lift weight, but I wasn't trying to set a PR or, you know, try and lift really heavy. So I dialed things down a bit and just kind of listened to my body but then I didn't completely baby myself either. Like I, you know, some women think, oh, you're pregnant. You just need to sit on your bed all day. And like, it's not safe to do anything. Well, I know, you know, I know more than that, that it, it is fine. You can continue doing, you know, mostly what you were doing before. So I continued to strength train and just try and maintain um, my strength throughout my pregnancy. I did a lot of walking. Um, but overall just kind of listen to my body, but I knew how important exercise and strength training is to prepare yourself for like labor and even postpartum. Um, if you can maintain a good amount of muscle and strength in pregnancy, it'll make it a lot easier for your body to heal and recover after you have the baby. Um, I did, there were things that I did modify as my body started to change. And as my bump grew, um, things like when it came to push-ups, I wouldn't do just push-ups on the ground. I would maybe put a bar in a squat rack at an incline and do push-ups a little higher. I would do a different modification for pull-ups because it was too much pressure on my core as my bump was growing. Um, one thing I really was mindful about during pregnancy was how I would lay down and sit up. I tried not to just like crunch up and then like lay down. I would turn to my side 
push myself up and then lift. Um, because when you are growing that bump, your abs are separating, you're getting that diastasis and doing too much, um, direct core and crunching up and stuff can make that worse after you have the baby. Um, that's why a lot of people have diastasis issues and, um, they, their abs don't heal back together because of that trauma there. So, um, I was really careful of how I approached that and just like core work and stuff. Um, I did focus on doing diaphragmatic breathing and, um, I don't know if y'all have ever heard of belly pumping, but it's basically just like diaphragmatic breathing with pelvic floor connection and contraction. So you're staying, um, connected to that pelvic floor breath connection. And I started doing that. I kind of came across that in my third trimester. So I started doing that all the way through the end and then even postpartum. Um, but basically that's just, um, you're working your breath with your pelvic floor and, um, that really helped to keep that kind of almost that mind muscle connection throughout pregnancy. And then postpartum after you have the baby, it helps you kind of just reconnect with that pelvic floor because you have to strengthen that afterwards. Um, so I did that. Um, and then one thing I'll mention too, is I saw this chiropractor that my midwife had actually recommended that worked with a lot of pregnant women and worked with a lot of her clients. And so I started seeing her at the end of my pregnancy. I think it was starting about 34 weeks and I would go see her once a week for an adjustment. Basically she would just like adjust my pelvis and just make sure the baby was in the right position and my pelvis was aligned. And um, I did get what was called SPD, which is symphysis pubis dysfunction towards the end. And um, I'm not sure if y'all are familiar with that, but um, she was telling me that women get it because you have that relaxing hormone. And so I was getting this like pelvic, like where your pel your pubic bone is. So it was right in the middle there. I was getting some kind of pain and she was able to adjust that joint there because um, it was relaxing too much. And I was doing stuff like lunges and single leg stuff and even getting out of the bed, like spreading your legs open and stuff was causing some pain there. So working with her, she was able to help address that. And she helps other women that are having, you know, round ligament pain and stuff going through pregnancy. So I did do that. Um, and that was really helpful. And then just stuff like, um, I did prenatal yoga videos just at home, um, a lot towards that last month of pregnancy, focus on my breathing, went on lots of walks, um, I got prenatal massage, um, just tried to make sure I was, you know, doing everything to help my body feel good. And I felt really good up into the end. I mean, I would, I have a video doing barbell squats less than 24 hours before going into labor. Like a lot of women were all like, Oh, you know, when I got to my end of my third trimester, I just felt terrible. And I was so ready to get this baby out. And I was ready. I was a week over he came exactly a week at 41 weeks. So I was a week overdue and I was like, wanted to, I was ready because I was just ready to meet this baby. And I hated not knowing when he was going to come, but I really, I felt really good. Didn't have any, you know, other kind of pain or anything um, and felt great. So, so yeah. First, I want to say that is awesome. You had all this foresight for this self-care with your first kid. Cause I think something Hillary and I have talked about, like, 
once you go through it the first time. And I, I did a decent job of exercising and like walking and nutrition, but it's still just like, I think just preparing for staying healthy and self-care. We're both like, oh, we're going to do it better the second time. And I, I did, <laughs> but there's so much there I want to talk about. Uh, I will also mention we do have um, earlier episodes on this podcast. Episode 17 is with the pelvic floor physical therapist. So that like reconnecting um, with your pelvic floor during pregnancy and postpartum. And episode 26 was uh, with a chiropractor that does Webster's technique, which I think is what you're talking yeah, about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really want to talk about what you're saying about the diastasis, um, because I, I distinctly remember this in my first pregnancy. I started working with a trainer because I was like, I want to be safe with my movements. I still want to do strength workouts. Like that's my main form of exercise, but I better get a trainer because there's going to be these adjustments I need to make. And I remember doing some core work and seeing that bulge that looks like a football in my abdomen. And I remember coming home and thinking it was funny and telling my husband and my sister who were here, like, watch what my stomach does now when I, when I do a crunch. And I was working out with a trainer and they didn't tell me that that's not how you want to move your your body when you're pregnant. Um, can you just talk about that a little more and what maybe, maybe, um, cause I think people can even work with trainers that they think they're doing the right thing. And the trainers might not be very educated in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How to safely work out in pregnancy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I, cause I don't think, I mean, most trainers, they don't get, um, educated in that. So they're not going to know, especially, you know, too, if they've never gone through it themselves, they might not know, but if they don't really specialize in pregnancy and, you know, training pregnant women, they're not going to, they're not going to know. So, um, the thing that I, I think with all of this is, whenever you, whenever you do exercises like a squat and a deadlift and a lunge and like compound exercises, you're working your core so much already. You don't really need to isolate it so much. You don't need to be doing a lot of crunches and stuff. Um, and this goes just, you know, not even in pregnancy, like clients that I train that aren't pregnant, we don't do a lot of direct core work. I might do some planks and stuff with them. And if they want to do that on their own, great. But Um, the way we're lifting and stuff, you're already working that core so much, um, just from other exercises you're doing. So it's like, you don't need to do a lot of direct core crunches and all that. And, um, with pregnancy, you can do it like in the beginning, like before your bump starts growing, it's fine if you want to do direct ab work and crunches. But once you, your bump starts growing and those abs start separating, you don't want to add more stress onto that because those muscles are already separating and it doesn't even make sense to really do crunches at that point anyways. Um, what you want to do is more um, just like stabilization exercises. So if you know, um, if you're familiar with that exercise like bird dog where you're on your hands and knees and you reach opposite arm, opposite leg and you try and not let your pelvis rock and, and hold that, you know, tightness to your core and use your breath and stuff. And then you switch arms. Um, that's a great one. I started doing that from the very beginning. I'll, you know, give that to a pregnant woman 
instead of doing any direct ab work um, to just focus on that. And then um, doing like an, a plank at an incline, you can do like how I said, I do push-ups where I put the bar up in the rack and do push-ups like that, where you could just do the same thing and have someone hold a plank. Um, if they're having too much pressure with doing it just on the ground. Um, some women can still do the plank on the ground much longer than other women. It just depends on like how strong your core is to begin with. Um, and do you know how to engage your core, um, which some people don't have like that mind muscle connection um, to keep that tight. So yeah, honestly, you just, when it comes to that, like you just have to um, be vigilant with who you're hiring and who you're working with because not, yeah, not all trainers are going to know what to look for and what modifications to make and stuff. Yeah. And I think even with that, like the, um, like planks being safe for pregnancy, it's like, yeah, if, if you have been doing planks and you know, you can feel that engagement and it feels stable it is, but if you try to add it in at seven months, uh, seven months pregnant, uh, it might not be like, you might not be able to have that integrity to the movement. So it's, I think like some of that advice, like never lift more than eight pounds or never, you know, never do a plank. Like it, it depends. And that's why it's nice to have people that are educated and you can trust. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I guess I have a question with that too. So what is this is really my own personal question is what, I mean, is there a benefit to doing a plank when you're pregnant? Like, is it really important to keep your core strong or is it, can you just, you know, remain strong through other movements? Like, I guess, I feel like it's one of those things to me now next time around, because I like Michelle, uh, I think I took it too far last time and I did end up with like a three finger gap, um, mm -hmm. after I had him. And so, and I it was in, therapy for quite a while trying to bring that back together so um I guess I'm like thinking about next time around it, is it worth it to even do them or should it you just play it safe and be like well I'm not positive I'm doing it right so let's just focus on other movements to stay strong um so I mean you could take me for example I didn't do a lot of planks I didn't have any issues postpartum with healing I didn't have like you know my diastasis or anything everything went back together the way it should um and so I didn't do a lot of planks so I I would say you, it's not first priority I would rather someone focus more on just like compound exercises like squats deadlifts keeping your glutes strong, um, keeping your back strong. Um, because like I said, that's all of those exercises are going to keep your core strong, you know? So it's all, it's a compound exercise. So you're working multiple muscle groups in one, instead of just isolating it, doing a plank. Um, and then I would say, do more of like the belly pumping, which is that diaphragmatic breathing with a pelvic floor engagement, because that you're working your core and your pelvic floor there. And I feel like that is way more effective than just holding a plank, especially, you know, um, if you're not sure if you're doing it correctly, um, you're going to get more benefit out of doing like the diaphragmatic breathing. So yeah, that makes sense. Okay. That's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> like, why, why bother if you're not sure? Just right. on some other stuff. 
okay, so shifting gears, we talked about your pregnancy. Now postpartum, um, how soon would you recommend someone? I know everyone's always like chomping at the bit to start moving again, um, probably to start feeling strong in body. But also I know for me, it was a big mental thing. I was, I like you, I worked out through my entire pregnancy and it was pretty crazy to me to like just be and just sit. And while that's definitely necessary, I was, I wanted to get back into it. So I think looking at it from both like the cardio side and the strength side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, so it's all going to be based on the individual. So there's no blanket statement where, you know, three weeks, four weeks, six weeks is for the every person, you know, it's going to be dependent on how that person's pregnancy went, um, what they were doing in pregnancy, how their labor went, how they're healing postpartum, whether they had a vaginal birth or a C-section. Um, it just all depends. So for example, with me, I, um, probably like a week after my birth, I started going on walks and stuff. Um, I feel like pretty early if I'm remembering correctly, my bleeding, I mean, after that first week, my bleeding was pretty light. So I wasn't bleeding a whole lot anymore. I had a vaginal birth, not a C-section. Um, I didn't have, I had some small tears that didn't require stitches. Um, so I didn't have any of that. Um, so I got back into, and I have a gym out of my house, so I can basically just walk into my garage and there's my gym. So I went in there with my husband, who's also a trainer around four weeks. And we just started doing some light stuff. Um, just kind of getting back into the movement and barbells and um, just doing everything light and controlled and just kind of went off how my body felt, but that's me and that's not going to be everybody's story. Um, But like I said, in pregnancy, I was doing all of this up until I went into labor. I didn't have any complications. Um, I had a really good, um, fairly easy recovery. So I was able to get in a little bit early and then some people, you know, will be closer to six weeks when they're, you know, actually cleared for, you know, most exercise from their doctor. And then some people might need to take even more time. Um, if you had like a C-section or if you had like a really bad tear, um, or if you have some diastasis or if you have pain or anything like that, you just have to kind of go off how your body is feeling and how you're feeling mentally too. Like maybe you're just not ready mentally. Maybe you're exhausted. Um, maybe you have twins and there's no way, you know, like, like it's, it's going to be different for everybody and, and how you're, how you're just taking it all in and how you're feeling. Um, so yeah, it's, it's very dependent on the person for sure. Yeah. I love that. I, I always tell people with nutrition, it's not one size fits all. So <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I just love your approach in general, because it's even back to that before pregnancy or any of this, this mindset of like, I need to get on the treadmill and burn calories and I need to change my body and I need to force something that might not fit. Because I think a lot of people don't go to the strength workouts because you can get skinnier faster by doing cardio, but it's not something that lasts. You're not getting stronger. It's not like functional. Like, yes, there's an endurance piece of it, but it's not, it's just to get skinnier faster. There's no real big like benefit to your health. Um, And I feel like the same thing happens a lot postpartum where 
you say, listen to your body, but you're actually listening to this side that's judging you instead of being able to meet yourself where you're at and not, not force something. So I don't know. I kind of just want to touch on this like body image side of it and how there is a lot of, like I said, I, I seriously looked for a lot of people in the fitness space who I thought I was comfortable bringing onto my show. And I'm so glad we connected because I want you to be my trainer. Like, <laughs> and, um, but yeah, just like somebody who's not going to sell you look at how fast I got skinny after having my baby, you could have this too. Mm-hmm. I guess how do you deal with that side of it with clients who might come to you with varying goals? Mm-hmm. Well, um, really it's just, I, I encourage people to, I mean, one, focus on what they can control. So focus on, I mean, you know, how many days can you realistically get in your exercise? What's your nutrition look like? Are you working towards, you know, improving your nutrition, having balanced meals, fueling yourself properly? Are you prioritizing rest and recovery and just like a balanced approach to it? Or if you're controlling all that, then you just need to like be patient, give yourself some grace and let let, if you're doing everything that you can, you just need to let the process happen because it will. It might be slower, but slow progress is still progress and that's okay. And you're doing a lot right now postpartum. If you're breastfeeding, I mean, you're, a ba- you're having a baby wake up multiple times a night that you're soothing and it's just a lot. It's like, you know, it took you nine months to have this baby and do everything. It's going to take you that much longer or more to come back from this. And you just, um, I mean, one thing I would say is be careful who you're following on social media. If you're on Instagram a lot and scrolling and following accounts and stuff, unfollow stuff that doesn't make you feel good. And that's making you feel um, like you're way behind or, you know, like you need to do this crazy diet or restrict yourself or do this detox or whatever, just quit, you know, just stop following those people because it's not, they don't have your best interest at heart, you know, by doing that. Um, and one thing I, I like to recommend is like start a gratitude journal, like start writing things out that you're thankful for daily. And that will just help change your mindset so much. Cause I know, you know, people struggle with postpartum anxiety and depression and stuff. And I think this is just a great way to, um, just focus on the positive. You know, if you need to talk to a therapist, I think that's great as well to help you work through. Cause a lot of stuff when it comes to like changing our body and, you know, improving our body image and stuff, a lot of it's mental. And a lot of times we just need to talk through stuff with somebody and, um, work through what's going on in our head. So I think that's very, very helpful to journal and talk to somebody. And if you can just do one thing postpartum and you don't feel like going to the gym, lifting weights, you're just not motivated when in doubt, go for a walk, you know, just get outside, get some vitamin D, get some fresh air, start walking. I mean, if you can just get more, just like low impact activity, more steps throughout the day, stuff like that, that will help you get to your goal. You know, if you can just, just start there, you know, eventually, yeah, get, you know, start lifting weights and strength training and stuff. 
of course I want you to do that. But if you're just going to start anywhere, just start going on more walks and getting out of the house and, um, just focus on, focus on yourself and, and don't let outside voices and, and things coming through social media and stuff influence you so much. Cause that's going to make you, I feel like that's going to make you have worse body image. Um, that's, I, I almost wish like there wasn't social media in, in some way, because it's just, I feel like it makes things so much harder for women. Um, because we, we just have that comparison. Yeah. And there's you no, know, especially rush, at right? a time, especially at a time when like all moms are like, you're breastfeeding, it's in the middle of the night. You don't want to like read anything serious. You just scroll and it's like, it is toxic really. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I, I love what you said too. Like so many other things, releasing the things that you can't control and recognizing that this is a season of life and it's brief and you will get through it. I think not just fitness, like post the postpartum period in general, like those are such critical things to to remember is like, there's some things you can't control and this is temporary. It's all temporary. Even now I have to tell myself that with my son, like he'll have, I don't know, like a rough week. And I'm just like, wow, this is my life now. And then I have to remind myself like, no, it's a face. He was a jerk for a couple it's okay. fine. It'll pass. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I love that. Right. I will recognize, like, my experience. I know I shared this postpartum with my first. Um, I held on to quite a bit of weight and I breastfed for 14 months. And then when I stopped, I lost about 25 pounds within a month. Like, it was very clearly hormonal. But as I was going through that, I didn't know, you know, there's women out there who say, your body never changes after you have a baby. Like, you know, oh, you just hang on to an extra 10 pounds with each pregnancy and it's permanent. And that, that really scared me to think, um, is this my new normal? Like, I I don't want to, um, it's a real thing, like (laughs) to, to experience these changes with your body. But I love how you talked about journaling and addressing your mental health rather than, um, cause I, I think Hillary and I are going to say that pregnancy and labor are so depleting. There really isn't a lot of room for calorie restriction or burning as many calories as you can at the gym because you need those for your own recovery. And if you're breastfeeding for feeding your baby, um, but at the same time, you don't have to indulge on crap because like, Oh, I'm not on a diet. I can, you know, eat garbage. And like, there are still benefits to going out for walks or doing gentle movements that, that don't have to be about making you skinnier. (laughs) Yeah. And another thing to know, to realize too, is with like strength training and focusing more on getting stronger and building muscle is you're going to make it so much easier. So the more muscle you have on your body, the more calories you burn at rest. So you're going to make it easier to lose weight down the road. If you just focus on building more muscle, you're going to change the way your body looks. And when it comes to the strength aspect, breastfeeding, I don't know about with y'all, but like with me, like my back would just like ache and stuff from like, you know, just having bad posture with breastfeeding and stuff. So it's like, you need to be in the gym, strengthening your back and working on those postural issues so that you don't feel so bad when you're, you know, having to pick up your baby and breastfeed and stuff. And you have that strength to do that. Um, 
So it's really going to help you feel so much better as a mom and give you that, you know, that strength to pick up your kids and run after them and breastfeed and all that. Um, instead of it just being a workout that, okay, I got to just go work out so I can fit into my jeans or something like that. You know, it's, it's, there's more, there's more to it than just. Yeah. That. Cause I think it can be harder to stick to if you're doing it to lose weight and then you're not losing weight. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just wanted to, I wanted to share that story of mine because if you're out there and you're thinking like, no, you don't understand. I really need to lose weight. Like I see you. <laughs> it's, it, I'm not going to say it was easy, but I had to kind of keep going back to like, let me give myself the right inputs. And it was exactly that. Like I, I did exercise. I was not losing the weight, but having that attitude around it to keep like whatever it takes to keep with it, make it positive. Don't make it about hating yourself. And then when my body was ready, like I don't need to hang on to this weight anymore. It just left. (laughs) So again, not easy. And I'm, I'm going through that. I'm not holding on to as much weight postpartum with this one, but I still have a belly and you know, it's buy clothes that fit. (laughs) Yeah, you'll get there. You know, you're only four months. It's not that long. So you'll, you'll get there for sure. Yeah. And I've definitely done some unfollowing. (laughs) Good. Yeah. Well, and I will share too. So I, I actually had sort of a different postpartum experience where I, I had a major oversupply of milk, Mm -hmm. um, like 50 plus ounces a day oversupply, which meant it was really hard for me to keep weight on. Um, and when I was at my lowest weight, I was 8.8% body fat. And I cannot tell you how many people told me how great I looked, how, oh my gosh, you lost all your baby weight. I mean, 8.8 is, I mean, you know better than I do, but that's way too low. Um, I didn't feel good. I was picking up like all these colds, like I was getting sick. I was otherwise like, I'm normally a a healthy, you know, Um, and it was the summertime and I was still like picking up all this stuff and um, just felt really unwell. And it was so, it's so eye opening to me that that's what people thought like postpartum weight loss. Like they thought that was a good look, like that was losing the baby weight. And it's so, it's so off, like it, but it's how our society views it. And it's, it really is upsetting because if that's what's seen as like what women strive for, <laughs> it's completely unattainable and unhealthy. Then is not, does not equate health, you know? Nope. Not at all. For sure. Yeah. I'm so glad you're out there and spreading this message. (laughs) Yeah. I was kind of the same way with like breastfeeding and stuff. I had a little bit of an oversupply too. And I mean, the weight kind of just like fell off, you know, but I have clients that are, you know, more on the other end where it's just going really, really slow. And it's just, I think it's just individual, you know, it's just, it's different people's hormones and genetic makeup and stuff. But, um, like you said, like, even though your weight came off so quickly, you weren't at a healthy, a healthy point and it's better, you know, I think to be at a healthy point with your hormones and everything overall for your future versus, you know, versus not. So, yeah. And Hillary's not better than me because she lost her weight faster. Like it's if, yeah, if we could, I don't know if I could share anything, I'd say, let's try to not judge our own bodies, like in terms of 
weight or how small we are. And let's try to not judge other women's bodies because it, it feeds into that judging your own body. If, if you're commenting on other people's bodies like that, but it's like, yeah, it's, it's cool to work out for the sake of working out and being strong and being more functional. Like you said, picking up your kids, like feeling good sitting in a chair, (laughs) you know? Right. So, yeah, I guess what, what movements do you tend to recommend? I know you talked about walking, but once you're at that point of starting to add in a little more movement, where do you start? Um, so within like those first, like early weeks, I would say, I mean, walking is one and then like, you can just get down on your floor and start doing some of that diaphragmatic breathing, engaging your pelvic floor. Um, just doing some light stuff like that, doing like some pelvic rocks where you posteriorly tilt your pelvis, press your lower back into the ground, engage your core that way, and then relax doing just like light stuff like that. But then I would say, I mean, cause some people aren't going to know how to breathe properly, how to engage their pelvic floor and stuff. Um, so what, when they're going to, how they're going to learn that is by going to see a pelvic floor physical therapist. And I, I recommend everybody go do that. Um, and I think you can do that. And I know the one that I saw, like sometimes she will go see people like a couple weeks postpartum and go to their house and stuff. And then they'll start coming to see her after that, but she'll come and just initially see how you're feeling, go through everything with you, assess things. Um, and then she can even do, so she can see what like I can't see as a trainer. So she can look internally and see how things are healing. Um, see how you're contracting. Do you know how to contract your pelvic floor and, and connect that with your breath, how that's functioning? Are you having any, um, urinary incontinence? Um, I know like I have clients to this day that, I mean, they had kids, I mean, like their youngest is like 12 and they will sometimes, you know, leak when they jump or something like that. And these pelvic floor PTs will tell you like, that's not normal. Um, like you don't have to live like that. And so it's good to kind of catch that stuff early on, um, so that you don't have that the rest of your life. And you're just, you know, a lot of doctors that you'll go see will just be, Oh, you've had two kids or whatever. That's pretty normal. Um, but it really is all tied back to a pelvic floor, you know, dysfunction and stuff. So I, I mean, one of the first things is just go get all that checked out, make sure you know how to connect your pelvic floor with your breath. And, um, once you feel all good there, I would say, get back into kind of what you were doing before in a sense. Um, maybe like if you were running or doing like spin classes or, and stuff that may, you need to wait a little bit longer on stuff like that. High intensity hit things. But if you were like doing strength training or if you're wanting to do strength training, I feel like you can do that. If you're feeling good, you got checked out, you can do that whenever you feel is right in your body. I mean, listen to your body, but like start doing just like body weight stuff, doing some body weight squats, doing some push-ups, um, and just get back into it that way and slowly, um, per- slowly focus on progressing each time you, you do your workout. So what I do with my clients is we do what's called progressive overload and linear periodization. So 
we do the same kind of exercises in each of our workouts, um, like a squat, a deadlift. We do like a bench press, an overhead press, pull-ups, rows. We're working total body. And so we're, every time we, we do those workouts, we're adding a little bit of a little bit of weight, a little bit of resistance so that we're progressing slowly over time that your body has time to adapt and get stronger and go through those changes. So same thing with pregnancy and like what I did with mine, like I kind of went back to the beginning. I just started really light, got back into it and then slowly started to build myself back up. Um, so that's what I would recommend um, postpartum. And even if you, and if you weren't strength training before, like, I think you can definitely get into it afterwards. And as long as you have a coach that knows, <laughs> knows what they're doing, um, there's a lot of people that don't, um, and that just want to put you through a tough workout. But I think if you have a good coach that knows, um, how to properly program training and, um, and your workouts, then that will help you get back into it safely and not get injured. And is your advice any different if you had a C-section? So um, with a C-section, I personally haven't worked with any clients um, recently that had C-sections. Um, but what I know from like my research with it is that you are in the hospital longer, so it, does, it is a little bit longer healing process. I mean, you're recovering from major surgery. Um, my same piece of advice would, would still be to see a pelvic floor physical therapist, because even though you, if you didn't, even if you didn't have a vaginal birth, you can still have pelvic floor issues from that. Um, you can still have diastasis. You have that scar that needs to heal. Um, you can have pain at that, that um, site that you need to work through with the scar and stuff. So that might take a little bit longer, but again, it's probably going to be different for everybody, um, when it comes to a C-section, but I would still refer out to a pelvic floor PT, um, just to cover your bases, um, and see how everything's feeling there. Yeah. And I had an interesting experience postpartum because I had a baby in a quarantine. <laughs> um, so I had my personal trainer come in the night I went into labor cause things were still open and she kind of worked on opening some, some things up, but I did want to start moving again postpartum and that wasn't available to go to a gym or anything like that. But something that ended up being really nice, this was um, a Thai massage therapist. And I'm curious if you have virtual offerings as well, but we did a session virtually. So virtual massage sounds kind of funny, but uh, my husband did like learned how to do some body work on me. So they like walked him through some moves, but also walked him through doing some of those like pelvic tilts. So it was kind of nice for me to be able to just lay back and my husband would kind of rock my legs with my legs up or like drape my legs, laying down, drape my legs over his knee. And he would kind of guide the, the pelvic pelvis by using the legs as a fulcrum. I don't know if that's going to make sense to people, but there were just some really nice little movements that it felt even 
nicer to have somebody else do them <laughs> to you than like feeling like you had to do movements. So again, I, I don't think that's anything I would have thought of if I could have just gone in to get a massage, but it, it ended up being really nice because it was something my husband could kind of do every day. And it was just a little, a little five or 10 minute, like let's bring some movement in, but it really wasn't taxing on me because I was just relaxed. And was um, this, you said this was in pregnancy or postpartum? Postpartum. Postpartum. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Do you do any virtual coaching? Um, yeah. So I, I don't do as much. I do more in-person stuff, but I do do some ever since COVID hit, like there's been more interest in that. So I'll do zoom and we'll do workouts through, um, through via virtual. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's different for me cause I specialize mainly in like strength training and stuff. So you need some kind of resistance and most people from home don't have the equipment and stuff. So it's going to look different to what we're limited to do when it comes to a virtual session. Um, but my clients that I do do that, um, like, cause I have some that used to see me in person. And then when this happened, they just didn't feel comfortable coming in anymore. And so now I train them there. Um, so they are not really getting like the barbell training and the, you know, more intense stuff, but we are just doing some body weight stuff and bands and, doing squats and lunges and glute bridges and stuff, um, that we can with the equipment that they have. And they've, you know, it's, it's so hard to find equipment these days, just trying to get my, get them to find some dumbbells and like everything's out of stock. So we're just trying to be creative, but I do offer that. Um, and we just kind of work with what you have at home. And I think that the, my thought was that could be really nice for immediately postpartum because you're not really using equipment right away. So just some of, like you said, the bridging or the gentle movements or the diaphragmatic breathing, like just, um, I, I feel like, and I was really observing during this postpartum with my second baby, cause we're working on a postpartum resource. And I wanted to see like, what does it feel like to be in this space? And some of those things were really nice. Like, in, like taking the pressure off of myself, like you feel like you have all day yet you don't have time for anything. So like just building in like a half an hour of somebody else is going to walk me through the breathing and the, it's like somebody holding your hand rather than you putting that pressure on yourself to like, I need to get this exercise in. I don't know. There, there's just something that added this gentleness to it by having like having my husband walk me through it or having the video thing without um, I, I think even leaving the house for women, if we weren't in a quarantine, like that's a big ask when you're in those early days and you're feeding every two and a half hours, I think, um, three and a half, th two and a half or three hours when the baby's a newborn. Um, and that's beginning to beginning. So if they feed for 30 minutes, it's like, I, I don't know. I just think that that could be a really nice option. So women who are either in late pregnancy or early postpartum, that can be a really nice option. Like set yourself up to have help rather than just getting down on yourself for not yeah. doing it, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I could definitely see that. Cause I mean, I have a gym from my home and I, I always think like, man, I wouldn't be able to do it as much if I didn't have this you know, from home and have this, you know, just right here that I can work out while he's taking a nap and stuff. So 
yeah, definitely agree. Yeah. And don't feel like it's a waste if somebody's willing to do a half hour virtual session. It's like, it's worth it to learn and get the, the knowledge from somebody who's trained in this. So. So can you talk about some of the other programs you have? Um, okay. So I, like I said, I have a gym out of my house. So I do the bulk of my work is just one-on-one training. And then I also offer online training and some just like basic nutrition coaching with people. Um, and then I recently started a program called the strong and lean program. And this is just a monthly workout subscription for women. So they can sign up. It's like $30 a month. And um, we, you have like the main program, which is more like if you're going to be going to a gym, like you need more equipment and stuff for, and then there's an at home option where you just need like some dumbbells, if you have them, some bands. Um, and it's more like body weight and lightweight stuff that you can just do from your house. Um, and so with that program, we go through four week cycles where we have, you have about three to four total body workouts that you're doing per week. Um, some little extra bonus workouts, um, that you can add in depending on your schedule and how many days a week you want to work out and just kind of tailor it to, to you and what works best for you. Um, and so I have women doing that. Um, and so then every four weeks we go through like a new cycle of new workouts. And so we spend four weeks getting really good at those workouts before we kind of progress them and do some different ones for, for another four weeks. Um, and so I have that program and then, um, but mainly I just, I work with all women now. I used to work with, with both, but my, my, my passion is really just like women's health and fitness. And I, you know, I work with a lot of pregnant and postpartum moms now, and, um, I really, I just love it. Um, I'm excited to, we want to have another child. So excited to go through another pregnancy, hopefully in the next year or so. Um, but yeah, I just really, I really am excited about it. <laughs> well, yeah, thank you so much. Is there anything else you wanted to share? Trying to think. Um, I don't think so. Is there any questions that y'all have for me? No, we will link to your website and to your Instagram. Is there anywhere else people should connect with you or are those the main places? Um, no, those are great. Yeah. I'm mostly active like on Instagram and then even from Instagram, you can get to my website. You can click on the link in my bio on Instagram to get to the strong and lean program and my website, if you are interested in any coaching or anything. Um, but I, I, I post different exercises and stuff there, um, that they can check out on Instagram. So I really appreciate it. This is so good. Yeah, this was such a great chat. Thank you so much. And thanks for joining us, everybody. You can leave us a review on iTunes and we would really appreciate it or email us at nourishedandnurturing at gmail.com with any questions or topic ideas you have. And you can find me, Michelle, at Michelle Taggy underscore NTP on Instagram. You could find Hillary at Purposeful Plate Nutrition and you can find Anna at Equipping Strength. And we'll talk to you next week.